The study of economics has been a human activity for many centuries and can help prepare for hard times in the future. But what about hard times in the present? How would we know? A major goal of Charlottesville community engagement is to try to keep as many people aware of things happening in local, state, and federal government in order to better understand the context in which upcoming decisions will be made. I'm Sean Tubbs and glad that you are here to help me and the rest of us try to figure it all out. On today's program, Albemarle police identify the victim of a homicide on Tuesday. A first look at economic activity in the United States in the third quarter shows a return to growth after a decline in the second. A Canadian company has purchased Willow Tree of Charlottesville for over a billion dollars. Charlottesville has selected a tree for holiday events that will close out the year. And the state's transportation body takes a look at major macroeconomic conditions. In today's first subscriber-supported public service announcement, want to learn how to reduce the amount of chemicals that are used to treat your lawn and garden? The Piedmont Master Gardeners are teaming up with the Virginia Cooperative Extension to offer a class on Saturday, November 19th at 2 p.m. at Trinity Episcopal Church on Preston Avenue. The class will introduce an approach known as integrated pest management as a practical alternative to chemicals in the landscape. It will also look at the basic issues with commonly used insecticides, herbicides, and synthetic fertilizers, and will also cover best practices for lawns, edible gardens, and ornamental gardens. Space is limited. To reserve a place in the class, register at piedmontmastergardeners.org events. Registration closes at 5 p.m. November 18th. The Garden Basics program is a partnership with the Bread and Roses Ministry at Trinity Church. Albemarle County Police have officially identified 53-year-old Matthew Sean Farrell of Stony Point Road as the victim of a homicide on Tuesday. Second-degree murder charges have been filed against 38-year-old Shauna Marie Natalie Murphy. Police were called to the property on Tuesday after a report of a domestic disturbance. Farrell was an author and editor who was once a prominent figure in the downtown mall art scene in the 1990s and early 2000s. He once penned a satirical letter to the Hook and Seville Weekly asking to be declared as downtown Charlottesville's leading public intellectual. For more on Farrell and his contributions to Charlottesville's art scene, read Hawes Spencer's account of his life in the Daily Progress. The gross domestic product in the United States grew by 2.6% July through September, according to new data published yesterday by the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis. That's a change from the previous quarter, when GDP went down 0.6%. Here's a section from a press release for the announcement. The upturn primarily reflected a smaller decrease in private inventory investment, an acceleration in non-residential fixed investment, and an upturn in federal government spending that were partly offset by a larger decrease in residential fixed investment and a deceleration in consumer spending. Imports turned down. The gross domestic product is the measure of the value of goods and services produced in the United States. This is used as an indicator of macroeconomic activity. This data is the first advance look at economic activity for the third quarter, with a second look to be released on November 30th. 
Breakdowns by state will also be available at a later date. Charlottesville-based Willow Tree started operations in 2008 and has since grown to have over a dozen studios across the world. Today, the TELUS Corporation of Vancouver in Canada announced it is buying Willow Tree for $1.225 billion, buying out the shares held by the Insignia Capital Group, who have held the majority stake. In a statement, Darren Entwistle, the chair of TELUS, said that the acquisition of Willow Tree will bring key tech talent and diversity to TELUS International's portfolio of next-generation solutions. TELUS describes itself as a leading digital customer experience innovator and Willow Tree as a premier full-service digital product provider focused on end-user experiences. The release states that Willow Tree had $140 million in revenue in 2021 and has over 1,000 employees. For more on the acquisition, take a look at the slide presentation from this morning's investor call. A tree from Fishersville has been selected to stand on Charlottesville's downtown mall as the official holiday tree. According to a news release, the pine tree will be installed on Monday, which is Halloween. The city's urban forester worked to locate the tree and arrange for the donation. Here's a section from the release that went out this morning. The city asks anyone who are interested to consider names for this year's tree. A poll will be posted on Charlottesville's official Facebook and Twitter in the near future. The grand illumination for the tree will be on December 2nd at the Ting Pavilion and will include a holiday concert. For more information, visit SeavilleGrand.com. If you're interested right now in celebrating a holiday closer to now, this Friday will feature the annual Doggy Halloween on the downtown mall, with canine trick-or-treating beginning at 5 p.m., with a parade and costume contest beginning at 6.45 p.m. If human Halloween is what you're interested in, there's also the downtown Halloween festival from 2 to 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. According to the release... This fun, family-friendly event features performances by Brushwood's School of Dance, Air Raid Juggling, The Magic of Brian Betts, a costume contest, inflatables, pumpkin bowling, DJ, make-and-take crafts, games, and much more. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second shout-out, the organizers of an upcoming holiday drive want you to know about an upcoming kickoff event for an effort to support the Blue Ridge Food Bank. Beck Cohen is part of the Home Services for the Holidays Food Drive, which will launch Tuesday, November 1st at Three Notch Brewery in Charlottesville, 5.30 p.m. Participating companies will collect non-perishable food items on their service calls, and these also include Albemarle Heating and Air, Jones Heating and Air, Monticello Air, Restoration One, and W.E. Brown. Want to join the food drive and help the Blue Ridge Food Bank? Attend the Home Services for the Holidays kickoff November 1st for registration forms so you and your company can join in. Learn more on the Home Services for the Holidays Food Drive page on Facebook. There's a link in the written newsletter.
This is a newsletter that tries to keep up with how much it costs to build things, a major factor in the provision of infrastructure. The Virginia Department of Transportation also keeps an eye on changing trends as part of an effort to deliver services more efficiently. This comes out of a 2020 study by the firm Ernst & Young that took a look at the methodology that VDOT uses to estimate the cost of projects and the way it bids them. Bart Thrasher is VDOT's engineer, and he spoke on Tuesday to the Virginia Commonwealth Transportation Board. Ernst & Young made several recommendations to the department, and one of those recommendations was to constantly keep up with the economic items, including inflation and commodities, in our bidding process throughout, throughout the year, which is something historically VDOT has not done. This led to the creation of a strategic resource evaluation study conducted by the Balmoral Group, which takes a look at the economic future and what that might do to VDOT's construction budget. Valerie Seidel is the president and principal economist at the Balmoral Group. The department was experiencing large price increases um, beginning in uh, spring of uh, last year, as were many other transportation ag agencies. We were seeing the rapidly changing market conditions coming out of COVID. Um, and, you know, just as some of those things were occurring, you know, Russia invaded Ukraine. We, you know, saw things um, triple even further this year. Seidel said the work took a look at the supply chains upon which contractors depend for materials, as well as the labor market for people to build those materials. She said construction workers have not returned to pre-pandemic levels. Exacerbating the situation is that it's estimated within the next five years, a third of your workers in concrete, asphalt, and aggregate are going to retire. So the situation is not going to go away. You're going to continue to have this constraint on your labor pool. Seidel said market conditions are worse than they have been for many years and are unprecedented in recent history. That's in part because the crisis disrupted business as usual, as Chinese factories closed to stop the spread of COVID. The U.S. economy and the global economy had operated on a just-in-time system for several decades. When the pandemic hit and no one could spend money at restaurants or gyms or hotels, they just started buying stuff and no one was set up to deliver that stuff in time, so you had a huge shipping backlog. The war in Ukraine has also meant many skilled freighter captains are currently fighting on land. Russia and Ukraine produced about one out of every seven ship captains globally. Seidel said these factors are why bid prices are increasing. Asphalt prices, for instance, are expected to increase another 10% this year. One member of the Commonwealth Transportation Board suggested that VDOT consider using the funding for the fifth round of SmartScale to cover the cost of project overruns. Here's Bert Dodson, the representative from the Lynchburg district. You, you just, you're going to have all this catch up. And if, if Americans start killing Russians, we'll have a real big problem outside of control. That's a pretty drastic approach, I know. But what happens is always will feel uh, very uncomfortable with thinking about that. I'm not, but I'm just saying it's not going to get any better. You always plan for the worst and hope for the best. Will other members of the CTB agree with Dodson? Find out in a future installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. But that's the end of this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. When do I decide when to put these episodes out? When they're finished, of course. It seems the rhythm of the program wants to do the final dance of production in the afternoon. Perhaps this will eventually take place each morning, but it makes a lot of sense to just send it out when it's produced. 
This is the 450th edition, and work will soon begin on the 451st. Paid subscribers of this newsletter, as well as Patreon supporters of Town Crier Productions, are helping to fuel a continued search for information, as well as presentations of these stories as often as possible. If you would like to join them, you will help keep this going, and may assist in the eventual goal of getting this out each morning. That's likely going to happen when there is the ability to hire more staff, and that is the desired direction. Ting supports this direction, and with their support of this program, they match the initial payment for all new paid subscribers. This provides a little extra beat. And even if you opt not to pay for a subscription, Ting would still like your business for high-speed internet service. And if you sign up through a link in the newsletter, you will get free installation, a $75 gift card to the downtown mall, and a second month for free. Just enter the promo code COMMUNITY. And if you have any comments or questions about the program, or if you would like a suggestion for the replacement of the phrase school board member, please drop me a line. I'm Sean Tubbs. Thanks for listening, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Goodbye.